Are you afraid? You should be. You're in the great game now. And the great game is terrifying. We are sinful creatures. We deserve death. We all do. One way or another, the gift will be given. One way or another, a face will be added to the whole. I think that I can't get any more excited. And then I get way more excited. Reach out and give us your owns. Is that what you said on Twitter after seeing this moment? I think it was reach out and touch us with your own. Yes. Yeah. Even more It explicit. was very much like that Renaissance painting of God and Adam. That's what I pictured in my head when Micah tweeted that. We're glad that you've joined us. This is a very <laughs> special, very special moment. March Madness is really the, the title of this promo that got released by HBO. And, and I can't think of a more appropriate title, right? So mm. if, if you weren't immersed in the madness that is college basketball right now, <laughs> I'm sorry. add to it this epic promo that we just watched at the top of the show. And a few of you may have seen it earlier than released today actually micah and i were on a phone call speaking about uh this episode we were like hey what are we gonna make an episode about the stuff that one of our listeners manu has been posting on the internet after seeing uh some footage before an official announcement but now the official announcement is here everyone has seen it and it came with a few more shots than we've seen before so i think it's safe to say all of our minds are kind of reeling it's always like a really fun opportunity when it's like the the bat signals in the air and all of us start calling and texting <laughs> each other like we have to make an episode right? we have to talk have about to this talk about this most importantly there's a lot more new stuff than i was expecting i guess there's a lot of stuff considering the runtime it's 30 seconds and the majority of it i would say is new i would actually go so far as to say the majority this is it's just new it's exciting it looks great how about that brianne like yeah, I, she's transition mad with the music yeah. It's March Madness. It's uh, Ramsey's mad. Everybody's pissed in this trailer. Can we talk about how massively huge Drogon is? Yeah, he's mm-hmm. a big dragon in this trailer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was the first thing I noticed. I wonder, uh, wonder who and what he's eaten to get uh, that big goats. Yeah, he's huge. The black goat of Cahor, right, Micah? <laughs> <laughs> right. Drogon's I... just chat all over Micah's god by eating it. Well, that happened in, in a previous season, but that that wasn't the real god. That was just one of his minions. I can't wait until the latter moments of our podcast when uh, maybe the television shows died out. I'm not sure what kind of circumstance it would take for this, but we can, when we can dedicate an entire episode to uh, the pale child and the black goat of Cahor yeah. and those kind of moments. When we're like 80 and still want to talk about Game of Thrones. I think we should. I've been reading the comments at Watchers on the Wall, seeing so many of you fight viciously amongst yourselves <laughs> on your various thoughts and theories, whether or not one one breaking down the gate is indeed Castle Black or another place. It's been uh, very <laughs> it's entertaining intense. <laughs> for the better part of the afternoon. But, uh, uh, but isn't it's, that it, great, though? Oh, I mean, yeah. Nobody knows, and that's the best part. And I know we've talked about this a lot especially when the last trailer came out. But just the fact that we can sit here, the four of us, all of the listeners, all the fans over on Watchers, and nobody is 100% right. There's no way to know whether or not one person's argument is valid or not. And I and I think that that's great, and it just adds a lot of hype heading into season six. Yeah, I'll talk about what the doors of Castle Black versus what the doors of Winterfell look like all day. <laughs> I just want to talk about the steam room of Winterfell and how they keep their vegetables there during the cold months or the cold seasons. It's a pretty important room <laughs> in Winterfell. It is. 
we're 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 looking forward to uh, if if that's a, a to, to turn a phrase, uh, we're looking forward to another season of the Boltons, um, potentially being on top, finally getting to see Ramsey. It wasn't necessarily a, a turn and look, but a straight on look once now that we have, and uh, it just reminded me that uh, the Boltons are probably going to be a big part of uh, this this season. I'm not sure if this has come up inside of your minds, but as I was looking through those comments, a couple of very sharp readers of the website noticed some of the banners that were behind Ramsey Bolton, not in front of mm. Ramsey Bolton and or against Ramsey Bolton. One of them in, <laughs> uh, being one of the great houses of the North, the Umbers. Oh. And what that possibly could mean. Great John would not be happy with this. Strange, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did, well, we know that they cast Small John Umber for yep. this season. So that is uh, definitely a little bit disheartening, actually. I, I don't know if there's uh, a bit of strong arming going on on the part of the Boltons here. Or I would if guess maybe. Strategically uh, aligning themselves against uh, possible threats. And, and when I say that, I mean the Umbers, but. Yeah, the Umbers are definitely a family that we have always seen be loyal to House Stark. So could it just be a situation where, since the Boltons are the ones who have Winterfell, that the Umbers are, are just being loyal to those who hold Winterfell? It's it's definitely all up for discussion. I think a, a strong theory, uh, and this is just piecing clues together from Trailer 1, and I guess we could call this, for all intents and purposes, Trailer 2, is that there could be some sort of civil unrest between father and son that may have led to a kind of manipulation to the peoples of the North to fight against what seems to be, if you look in front of the Bolton Shields in this trailer, uh, an army of wildlings. And you know how it cuts to Tormund? And, uh, and, and behind Tormund, sort of the way he's facing, is that mm-hmm. row of Bolton Shields? Mm-hmm. The best part, is, if it is a legitimate father versus son battle, it means that one of these individuals has to go down mm-hmm. so uh, to me that's a win-win situation <laughs> or is it a one-one situation i i just look at the cross burning and i i'm like that looks like Bruce bolton to me the closer i look and i know that that was a big question that we had and i know that uh, right. hannah you brought up the points like do we really even are we able to discern whether or not uh, that's a certain person if his skin is flayed off of his body. But is it safe to say that, that looked like it had Bruce Bolton's bone structure? I don't know. I mean, I definitely think that Bruce Bolton is a prime candidate for that shot. The more I think about it, if you look really closely, you can see the leeches. <laughs> <laughs> think about it. Like how to get those people on his side? Pretend that he's like switched. Ah, uh, he would do that, wouldn't he? Right. Yeah. Plus, he's he's uh, potentially pushed to new limits of desperation concerning the escape of his wife, the key to the north, and Theon at the the end of the last season. So, he's he's going to have to um, make a few new rules for the playbook, I think. Well, while we're uh, talking about things that are going on in the north, we get uh, two really epic shots of the Night's King. <laughs> One that we saw previously. In the first trailer for season six. The right. second, though, is making its way around the internet. <laughs> I can't believe it took us this long to bring that up. He's getting, yeah, right? <laughs> what are we, 10 minutes in? I know. Uh, how did we wait? Uh, well, it's it's the closing shot 
of uh of the this teaser of this March Madness and um the Night's King is getting a little touchy feely with Bran. And he's also standing in front of a wall of fire. Of fire. Yeah. <laughs> okay. There's that. A massive wall of fire. I thought that was a dream sequence, but if he's interacting, if he's grabbing him, I don't know what that means. One thing that's that's very uh, interesting, though, is that HBO has released several photos from season six, and one of those photos is of the three-eyed raven doing very much the same thing to Bran as we see the Night's King doing. And so that gets into the whole discussion as to, is this a dream? Is he perceiving the three-eyed raven to be the knight's king? And exactly how does this all work? Is he dreaming? Is he looking into the past? Is he looking into the future? Is the three-eyed raven the knight's king? Are they one and the same? Uh, And I'll try and find that photo and and share it with you guys, but it's, it's almost identical in terms of how the Night's King is grabbing him on the wrist right there. Did you just say, just is saying. the Three-Eyed Raven the Night's King? Well, like, in the in the vision. Like, uh, I, my classic thing of, way of thinking of it is the, is the, uh, the Matrix, right? Uh, were you listening to me, Neo? Or were you paying attention to the woman in the red dress? Look again. And then it's the agent. You know? Like, I just think that's, like, it's, it's the catalyst for ish- ushering Bran through the visions. Mike almost created a parallel universe of paranoia for me just then <laughs> think about all the stuff we've been talking about with benjamin and the crows and like oh, oh it's so beautiful and magical it's just the knight's king leading brand <laughs> that's terrifying but i mean really there's there's just so much we don't know about the knight's king i mean i'm so glad he's had such a uh notable presence in these past uh few video releases that we've gotten but uh we we know so little about him i mean after hard home you see him being fearless, and if he's up against a wall of fire, I'm inclined to think that he doesn't actually care all that much about it. Like, would he walk into fire? I'm not sure. Does it affect him the way it affects uh, other dry, dead creatures north of the wall? Dunno. Let me actually correct myself, though. The Three-Eyed Raven has his hand on Bran's shoulder, not on his wrist. Oh, so, okay. But, but he's knows? still kind of reaching out. He, yeah, he is He is making connections. You scared everyone there for a second, my guess. I still think it's an interesting point, though. I mean, I think that's the if the if the Night's King is touching Bran, I'm inclined to think that it's more of a, a a vision as a guide to be like, hey, this is okay. Welcome, you're in the past now, or you're in the future, you know, kind of thing with with uh, the characters we know, but Bran doesn't know as puppets, essentially. If Bran is mid vision and the Night's King touches his arm, let's say that that's happening. What does that mean? This person has the power to navigate in the same way that Green Seers navigate. Oh, I wonder. It would spell danger for me. If if Bran has the ability to look into the past or look into the future, but the Night's King has the ability to recognize the fact that somebody like Bran is there hmm. and connect with him, that could cause all different types of problems, mm-hmm. couldn't it? And that's yes. what I'm worried about from what we've seen in this promo because just them being in a shot together, I th- I thought maybe for a moment, you know, when we saw the first trailer, it was like, okay, Bran's possibly entering uh, a, a part in time where the, the White Walkers are, right? And let's say even mm-hmm. with the Night's King looking at him, that could have just been the angle of his look, of his seeing during that vision. And, and the, Precisely. The, the trailer could have been just like teasing us in that aspect. But now that yeah. we've got this promo with him touching his arm, it's unmistakable <laughs> that we know just from that 
that the Night's King knows about Bran Stark. And that they interact with each other. I didn't know that he or they knew about him. Maybe it was going to happen later, but I didn't know it was going to happen now. It clearly sort of helps better to aggrandize Bran's destiny, I think. The fact that that you have such an awesome character interacting with with Bran uh, really speaks volumes as to the kind of stuff he's going to have to essentially do. Like, maybe he's being trained. I, I can't help but think that it's still, you know, essentially building him up for confrontation between those two people. Not just because he grabs him, but because, you know, we've seen sort of in the past, uh, this this green sight, this three-eyed raven, seems to be uh, a force against the uh, the White Walkers and the, uh, you know, reanimated dead. So I, I would think that they're opposing forces. And if Bran is the soldier for the same people who wield the green sight and the children of the forest who we met uh, two seasons ago, then it makes sense that there would be a confrontation between them. And we're, and we're confident in the fact that this is some sort of dream sequence just because of the fact that Bran is standing. Yeah, I think that that can, would oh, that's true. that. So if he has the power to interact with Bran and he does interact with Bran, that questions the ability to, of using Bran's powers as a weapon against the enemy, like completely unperturbed in the future. And also, again, it raises a red flag. Like for me, I'm really bothered at the fact that the Night's King, um, which means that the rest of them also know where or know that Bran is there and Bran is working. Hmm. That's that just like it's like a horse ride away from them, and you see the the giant wall of fire burning, and I was like, okay, what what am I looking at here? And I'm like, it's just I don't know. It's also interesting. I don't, I don't like it <laughs> where we are in the books, talking about brands kind of dabbling in in working and all this kind of stuff, and not necessarily towing the line correctly. It makes me wonder about the type of influence that he's going to have to be not swayed by the Night's King, but kind of what type of influence those types of interactions with him are going to have on Bran in his future. Just because he's so... He doesn't really have anybody to guide him, really, necessarily. You know what I mean? Right. So that's all it's interesting. I'm just excited that he's been featured so prominently in this season after going so long without him. Yeah. it Let the speculation begin. <laughs> let it continue. Let It'll it continue, yeah. Really good to have him back. Based on this time of year, as they say, let the madness begin. <laughs> it, it is the like March Madness. Madness promo. It is. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody's mad. Except for Danny. She looked a little bit sad at the beginning of this trailer. Yeah, Danny's yeah. going on this this huge it's not a day trip. I have a feeling she'll be there for, for a while now. Uh we we did see a little bit of this before. Uh but the, the intro to uh or the reintroduction of Fias Dothrak um and and Danny's appearance there, arrival there. Uh, still unsure if she is necessarily like a captive or uh, going along with this the horde that that met her at the end of the last season. I definitely think that she's captive, at least in some of these shots, only because you kind of see her being pushed a little bit mm. while they're moving along, and it may just be because she's standing there staring at the entrance. <laughs> right. But I do think that. I do think that that indicates, and just her her mannerisms. I I definitely don't think that she has freedom right now. Yeah, I I almost thought the horse was kicking her at one point. Uh, <laughs> it does look like that, doesn't it? But Hannah, you mentioned that shot of of Drogon flying over 
the Dothraki camp. It's just an amazing aerial shot that yeah. they have. And I wondered at first if there was anything moving below him, but definitely it is a pre-Drogon destroyed Dothraki camp if that is in fact what may happen. A lot of, a lot of horses uh, on the ground there. A lot of food. A lot, a lot of food. food. A lot of food. But what does it mean, though? That it, because basically we're looking at a situation where Danny has really gone back to where she started in in the first season where she's mm-hmm. under the control of, <laughs> of a Kalasar. Or sorry, under the control of, of I guess, uh, a call that we will meet and, and is now part of a Kalasar. And there's actually this really uh, powerful photo of her that was released in in that group of photos we were talking about uh, earlier where you see the Three-Eyed Raven uh holding Bran yeah. by the shoulder and, and and the caption was Daenerys finds the Dothraki have their own customs for a former Khaleesi. And she's just she's just kind of sitting there and there's you know, dry cleaning that's hanging on the, the wire <laughs> behind her and she's on the shore of, of, of some body of water and, and it's just Somebody really Somebody tweeted there is no Dothraki word for picnic under that. <laughs> 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 well fast, David. There might not I be. Be, yeah, I was gonna say David probably begs to differ. Yeah, a, a day a day at the beach without at least three deaths is a dull affair. Dull affair. I can't imagine that being treated as a form of Khaleesi is great for the Dothraki just because the way that they follow power. And I can assume that being married to somebody who, or with someone who is no longer in a position of power or is no longer powerful enough to lead wouldn't put you in a good spot with, with the new. Well, and they also kill their rivals and, and, you know, essentially like, even though Khal Drogo has died, why are they, why are they keeping her alive? What is her significance? Is she being courted? What's the deal? And I mean, I, I think to some extent she's clearly in captivity because she isn't returning to Marine. She's not like, hey, I have to get back to my city, which I'm ruling. Thankfully, Tyrion's in her stead uh, and Varys, and, and we see that a little bit in this trailer too. But it's not, um, you know, it's not clear exactly what, what she's going to be going through here. She has a pretty big trump card. Uh, if if she decides to play it, I'm assuming that and it flies. Yeah, yeah. Maybe we got a little bit of a glimpse into that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I feel like when the dragon shows up, it's going to change things. Yeah. Yeah. I don't worry about. I don't worry about her just because she <laughs> she has that. Marine was mentioned. <laughs> There's a a really great photo of Tyrion and and Varys on the streets of Marine, uh, t- looking like they're talking to a woman and her child, trying to help her hand her some some coin. Uh, but there's also uh, some of Tyrion looking like he's trying to govern a bit uh, in in this promo. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and also uh, the torchlight, and he's staring upward to a yeah. person yeah, or a being that dragons. is very, very much larger than him. Which is like, I mean, we have thoughts and theories and hopes and dreams when it comes to this, but you know, finally seeing Tyrion. Uh, interact with a dragon it's going to be let's just imagine he's a real person for a second which is what we do every single week that's going to be a big yep. moment for him with all of his it's going to be incredible all of his study kitty, you know kitty, kitty. yeah it's going to really that's going to be big for him so that'll be that'll be kind of emotional for us to see if it and, ends and, well and what yeah to what end is he approaching the like Viserion and uh Rhaegal you know what does he need of them that he would risk his uh his skin to uh just to go and see them it's a good question. There's that quote that Tyrion says from the previous trailer that's in this one again that says you're in the great game now. And right before that, 
there is are you the are you afraid you should be line and there's been a lot of speculation about who that is yeah because i don't even though the line comes right before Tyrion, i don't know if they necessarily sound the same i think it does sound different i actually noticed that i was writing down just the dialogue there are essentially four four lines or four different people speaking if if the first two sentences that are you afraid you should be are not in Vectarian. And um, it sounds kind of similar, but I don't know if it's like a different accent, different cadence, something like that. You think it's blood riven? Maybe. I think that that's a good, I think that that's a good guess. Yeah. That's, that's kind of my second thought. My question, my whole question is, you know, if it's Tyrion or if it's not, who are they saying it to? Are mm-hmm. you afraid you should be? What is the context there? <laughs> They're saying it to everyone because every, <laughs> everyone should are be Are we afraid? afraid? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, we're afraid. <laughs> we also got a lot of the Lannisters in this uh, trailer. Bits and clips. Some stuff that we had seen previously, the the ship that Jamie is on arriving back to King's Landing, a very upset Cersei, mm. uh, but also some interaction between the High Sparrow and Tommen. There has been some speculation for a while that Tommen will convert to the faith, and I, I think that him interacting with the High Sparrow maybe supports that a little bit, which could be right. could be interesting. It's one yeah. way to stay alive. Yeah, I yeah. think I think a lot of that depends on Marjorie's outcome and this mm-hmm. because we know how he feels about her, and it really depends. Yeah, yeah, that'll be interesting. Yeah, I think so too. The the line that goes over top of the High Sparrow is, "We are sinful creatures. We deserve death. We all do." I think it would be unfair if we didn't spend a measurable amount of time uh, just appreciating Arthur Dane and all that he is doing at these shots. I didn't appreciate it as much until I got this clearer shot of the Targaryen armor, Zach. Thank you. Which yes. which you pointed out several episodes ago. But uh <laughs> it is it is so weird to Isn't uh it? to see that. Yeah. It feels like we're in a comic book or <laughs> it's just like fan fiction or something to see like I, I I've just seen some of the special features from the season five Blu-rays. I actually visited one of the uh, Watchers on the Wall staffers, Axe Chucker, who's been on our show, and we just we sat down and, and watched some of these, and I got to see a- animated other people wearing Targaryen armor and doing Targaryen things as they ruled the kingdom, and it felt like a completely <laughs> different world. So fast forward a couple days and see a little bit more of the promo, and to know that that's going to be on the show in a handful of weeks is just ridiculous. Like it's going to be so fun to see. It's so Agreed. cool, just because they've been in the they've been in the background of this whole story this whole time, and to actually get to see some of that seven versus three, <laughs> <laughs> like gives me chills. I can't. They just better show Helen Reed. Dude, yeah. I need to see Helen Reed, Micah, and your life will be complete. You know, yeah. <laughs> it's what you've been waiting for. I know it. I would rather see him in the north, though, to be honest with you. Yeah, mm. I heard he knows a thing or two. Mm. Yeah, know. he's I the last one who bit. does. Maybe this is a way of introducing him first. You know, it's it's weird because all this time, you know, we we're sort of counting on Helen Raid to further help us to like show up and basically indicate Jon Snow's true parentage, right? Am I wrong in saying that? And like, will it matter so much now that he is presumably dead? Uh, you know, what what exactly is the big surprise, the reveal there then going to mean? Considering when he was alive, it was obviously very relevant. Um, but if he is dead and gone, you know, what's, what's there to say about it? And I still go back to new characters, right? I mean, we've, we've only really gotten glimpses of, of some and they've been very, very fast and, and almost non-existent. We saw Yoren Greyjoy, 
in in the first trailer we've seen these fighting sequences with you know at the tower of joy but we all know that there's been a number of new characters cast for this season and principally um one uh ian mcshane who you know has diarrhea of the mouth when it comes to uh <laughs> certain things that shouldn't be leaked out but yeah i'm i'm looking forward to uh you know really seeing uh a lot of these new characters in action in in some capacity i just hope aria eventually gets her sight back because she's jumping off buildings and the girl should probably not be doing that if she can't see the ground well, what if she thinks she's like just jumping, running and jumping? She doesn't know there's a, <laughs> a hole there. That was a bad. Ari is too but... smart for that. Do you think she could bounce off a uh, a canvas uh, store store top like yeah. he has, like in uh, in Aladdin? Aladdin? Yeah, yeah. I hope I think so. Riff raff. Funny you riff. should speak about her uh, her sight though, because it looks like it's restored in in that scene with Jackin. Um, I don't feel like we saw the front of her face though, right? I think it just cut away just before that. Yeah, you're right. It's it's a side profile. Oh yeah. Yeah, but certainly very ominous looking shot of her both in this promo and photo. Yeah. Uh that HBO released and some people have said could she be warging? I having read the book, I I don't think she's warging in yeah, this particular situation. I think she's blind. It's part of her training. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and uh, we'll see how her skills develop probably over the course of, of this season being um, afflicted with, with that condition. I think we need to talk about what Jackin says when he says one way or another the gift will be given, one way or another the face will be added to the hall. Mm-hmm. And it goes through that succession of like shots of our characters right after that is said. It's like Sansa, Jamie, Daenerys, Arya. I'm, I'm probably leaving out a few people, Tyrion. I think that that may be like a sort of underhanded way or not even really underhanded, but just sort of straight up way or a very clear way to say, hey, one of these people are going to are going to bite it or more. Yeah, I'm so uh, scared that it's Jamie. I think it's going to be more than Jamie, Hannah. I think I think I know. I think don't you remember a... the first promo that we got with all of them? In there? I know that's yeah. true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just definitely think that there's going to be a lot of big. Death. I will say Theon <laughs> is in there and he's crying. Yeah, so some people I read somewhere that someone thought that was Yara that he was with. Which I don't know how you could really tell. Huh. But I thought that was an interesting point. To see them back together would be kind of neat. That would be neat. Just the stuff real quick, Moo. I know we talked about it in our other trailer episode, but it looks to be uh clear that they're escaping, the hounds are on them, and Brienne is able to intervene, correct? Yeah, I felt like this almost was just more confirmation of the fact that either both Sansa and Theon or one or the other is being saved by Brienne. I think if they split up, it would be one of those Theon's like, look what I've done to you. Look how I've ruined your family. I'm going to be the diversion. Yeah. And either like maybe Sansa gets away and Brienne saves uh, Theon and then they find Sansa again or I don't know. Or they the, don't. The, yeah, that's, that's, that's very interesting. I like yeah. Yeah, I yeah. definitely think if they get separated that that would be why. I do think that Sansa is eventually going to end up back with Littlefinger, but I think that it's going to be a while before that. Well, we did have that shot in the first trailer of um Littlefinger like walking serenely in the snow. Hmm. So, I don't, I don't know if he's up in th- Winterfell though. Yeah, that can't mean much. I mean, that could have been one of Bran's visions. He could have been like, one day, <laughs> anything can happen. Maybe he's about to grab him. 
Yeah. It does transition from Sansa in the snow to Bran standing out in the snow, so mm. who knows? What if Bran is the or the little finger is the Night's King? We haven't talked about that theory yet. Ooh, I like <laughs> you it. You heard I it like here it. first. <laughs> <laughs> that would be terrifying. Have we talked about Oh my (laughs) (laughs) Can we do a whole episode of like messed up crackpot theories? I think isn't that what the we're making right now? Is that what this is? I was gonna say, aren't we doing that right this second? (laughs) You're right, you're right, you're right. Remember my terrible Brian or uh, Arya Jon Snow Hall of Faces theory with Phil? (laughs) That was that was pretty bad. Erica Mikey, you didn't have to sit through that one. Can we just talk about Juan Juan some more? Even though we already mentioned him. I know that Ghost kills Ollie is my new hype train, but what if one one kills Ollie? Twenty sixteen, yeah, twenty sixteen. That may be that may be the new uh, that the new that train for us get on board. That would be yeah. the best. That would be the best, absolutely. But what if he just steps on him and it's not even? Yeah, like exactly. He doesn't yeah. even know. <laughs> it's like an accident. No, I want him to throw him over the wall. Mm. Okay. Mm-hmm. What about eat him? <laughs> that could be more gruesome. <laughs> Eat him and then spit him out over the wall. There you go. Yeah. Either way, one one is going to go stomp on some of some traitors. So I'm super <laughs> excited about that. So is is what happens? Jon Snow is killed, and one one like they they're all like King Crow is dead, and they're like, you know what? He put it up for us at Hard Home. They burst through the walls and uh, avenge him. So let's say all this goes down at Castle Black. Um, that's not good because we need more people at Castle Black. Uh, defending against the people that are coming from north of Castle Black. It's yeah. true. We need our yeah. gates intact. I was yeah. wondering, if John is alive, then how much time we're going to even be spending at Castle Black, really, in this season. We might not That's be spending question. as much time there. That's kind of a weird thought. but I just want to see Davos fighting alongside 1-1. Exactly. <laughs> or like Davos's entire arc, I-, I hope to be just the best season for Davos. I can't wait to see him i can't wait i know he wasn't in this trailer but he was there in spirit for as much as we are seeing i can't wait to see what we're not seeing we didn't see john's body that was kind of refreshing Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but we maybe saw a shot of him yeah maybe (laughs) (laughs) i'm just gonna keep i don't know (laughs) i still believe i think that we could probably talk another several hours on specific things like what is burning and why is it burning? Why did you touch my arm? <laughs> and why can't you touch my arm? What door is that? But we should probably just do our own. This is really tough. But I think that I have to give my own to just because it's the first thing that made me scream out loud is how big Jogan is in this trailer. I just thought that was cool. That he's so massive and huge and he's going to probably kill a bunch of people for me it's to this it might be a little difficult to tell but but with the scene with the um, knight's king and the fire it looks like he's stepping up towards the flame unless he's coming towards the screen yeah. and it's sort of it's hard to tell because it's silhouette but it looks like he's walking towards the fire so if that's the case 100 <laughs> percent, that's my own <laughs> i We'll also give my own to Littlefinger, a.k.a. the Night's King, for all that he's done <laughs> in this trailer. New I think I'm going to uh, mm-hmm. side with a lot of our listeners and give it to 1-1, one, one because yeah. dude knows how to make an entrance. Yeah, yeah. that's a good also one. Also, side on to 1-1 one, one for stomping Ollie to death. <laughs> yes, <laughs> which, that has to happen this season. Well, I guess it's only fair, since I mentioned listener owns, that uh, we read 
all of the ones that uh, you sent in to us for this promo. And the first comes from Joshua Fought, good last name, uh, who says, 1-1, one, one, no surprise, owned that gate. Mm-hmm. And the Knights King owned what I'm assuming will be a very popular computer background or avatar. <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> yeah. Next on Facebook, we have Adam Epps, who says, owned the Knights King for once again blowing my brain up with questions. Cameron Ross on Facebook true. says, owned whoever is jumping off the ledge must be in the Harlem Globetrotters of the 17th. <laughs> <laughs> Arya is the new Muggsy. Yeah. Now I'm going to have yeah. that theme song in my head all night. So thanks, Cameron. Uh, Stephanie Serko says, owned to 1-1. One, one. He fucked that gate up. <laughs> Hashtag splinters i <laughs> uh, love this next uh twitter name warp factor horizons huh. says own to this shot literally ice and fire hashtag game of thrones season six and it is the shot of the night's king in front of a wall out of fire i like what at sir white walker <laughs> replied to with just jaws music bum, to, bum. That, to that picture <laughs> Someone make that cut. he's got you brand seven 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 ep out now did we just accidentally Kent. drop someone's mixtape? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> At Verbal Kent. <laughs> Go pick it up. At Verbal Kent. <laughs> 77 about now. EP out now. Uh, one one owned the shit out of that door. I hope he's fighting for the living. Me too. Mm-hmm. We got uh, a proclamation from Austin James on Twitter. Ned Stark was in that clip. <laughs> yes, he yeah. was. Yeah. Tower of Joy, baby. <laughs> and then Julie Harris Green says... Tower of Joy owns me. I'm beside myself with excitement to see it. Oh, you'll yes. see it. We are too. Nick BD says, made a point of showing the same blurred Jon Snow on a horse scene again. Yeah, we got like half a- <laughs> Just the feet this but time. But they were definitely Big blue Johnson Kool-Aid feet. on Twitter. Anyone notice the Night King walking toward a massive fire? Yeah, might have missed it. Not <laughs> seen that before. <laughs> Anyone notice? Yes. Yes, we noticed. The Lady Ash writes in, own to that shot of Drogon. He looks huge. Can't wait to see what he's up to. Or what he's eating. Flying around. Over on Patreon, our banner men and women, Megan McFarlane says, quote, one way or another, the gift will be given. My heart can't take any more of my favorites dying. (laughs) I know. (laughs) We get new favorites. Do we? It happens. It's a process. All I care about is Davos. Yeah. If he survives, then I'm good. I think I'm with you oh, there, Micah. You're about to see. If you say that, though, then he's definitely not going to survive. Angela uh, Gray writes in, I need this at half speed. <laughs> Same. <laughs> we played the trailer on uh, quarter speed earlier. That was fun. And Chris Miracle says, can we just give the whole thing to Drogon? I mean, damn, he's big. Amen, Chris. Trisha uh, on Patreon. Wow. Just wow. <laughs> That's a proper way to wrap up these zones, just with the word yeah. wow. Mm-hmm. It's part of the March Madness, like we said, at the uh, the top of the show. So, <laughs> And I heard, Micah, your teams have made it to the Hateful Eight, so congratulations. Yeah. yeah that's Ooh. so we exciting are, we for are you. Still, we are still dancing at the time of this recording, a chance for both the men and women of Syracuse to go to the Final Four tomorrow. So uh, we'll see what happens. I'm excited. That's I'm so excited fun. excited for you. This has been a, a mainstay. I mean, I feel like that that those teams have been a part of our show, at least. I mean, definitely part of our show. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about during recording sometimes. Yeah. So it's good to. I'll be like, no, guys, we can't record. I got to watch. Excited. The Respect that. <laughs> oh, like last week. Yes, like last week. <laughs> Thank you once again for writing in, everyone. It's good to mm-hmm. see 
that we're not the only ones that are beside ourselves with excitement. I had plenty of coffee before we started recording today, and I, I don't think that... I feel like the excitement for what we were about to record definitely overshadowed the caffeine in my veins, and that's a very cool thing. Absolutely. I think that uh, to quote the, the High Sparrow again, we deserve death, we all do, uh, but not before, hopefully, seeing the rest of this show in season six and the next trailer that's to come. One way or another, faces will be added to the hall. There will be. And uh, in in particular, Tyrion and Danny's numbers are up, at least as far as their chapter discussions go. Feastwithdragons.com. Check that out. That is the reading order that we've been using, that we developed uh, for this pre-seasonal discussion. It is the on-season right now. But... uh, yeah. Once again, Tyrion and Daenerys, send us your owns, read along with us. It is extra fun when you do. And there are a number of ways that uh, you can send us your owns, just like many people did for the uh, promo. You can tweet at us at Game of Owns or scroll upon our Facebook wall, reach out and touch us at facebook.com <laughs> slash Game of Owns. Shoot us an email at contact at Game of or if you're a patron over on patreon.com slash goo, one of our banner men or women, just leave us a comment on uh, the post that we make over there. And we will, of course, read your owns on the show. I think we just posted a conversation from our text feed where uh, one of us were talking about cosplaying as patch face. So that's definitely nothing <laughs> you want to miss out on. And, uh, of course, one other way that uh, you can leave feedback about the show is over on iTunes iTunes is a place where uh, other people can find out that we are uh, in existence, and it's uh, definitely uh, a good idea, I think, to, uh, if you haven't already, of course, uh, leaving us a uh, rate and review. Uh, With it being the month of March, we are headed into April, which means that Season 6 is not that far away. Uh, Nothing less than five stars is acceptable. That is just the rule that we have come up with uh, here at Game of Owns, and uh, just don't ask. Uh, it's better not. Otherwise, your face will end up in the hall that Jackin speaks Ooh. in. <laughs> that's that harsh. Yeah. That's that's new. Yeah, I was yeah. thought you were gonna say something about like one one bursting through their walls of their house or something, but that's almost mm-hmm. worse, man. Because I feel like some people would be like, "Oh, cool, one one, you're you're here." Yeah. Well, how about if you don't leave us a five star rate and review, the Knights King will reach out to you in your dreams. <laughs> no. I hate all I of this. <laughs> but you know, as as we've mentioned in in episodes past, it with the season coming up it is a great way for other people to find out that uh we do this show and and give us a listen and you know it just builds the community and we've heard many times on this show uh from listeners who have found us through itunes reviews and so uh, we really do appreciate those of you who listen to us going out there and, and leaving uh your thoughts on the show you can send us your owns for those next few chapters that are coming because they're going to be fun and we're not going to have a lot of opportunities for for book chapter owns uh as the next few weeks pass by so have fun with those i'm sure that because like there's you're gonna get lost i mean we'll we'll probably read your own the show but when the season comes around we're talking about hundreds and hundreds as the episodes are airing and then after the episodes are airing like there's a lot to go through so this is a good moment to kind of like get in the cycle get micah used to reading your name out loud <laughs> tell your friends who like game of thrones to listen to our podcast even if they're not podcast people they're like i don't like podcasts well it's okay. <laughs> you like ours. You never know until you try. If you haven't lately, reach out and touch them. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. 
and if but not in the creepy <laughs> night skin. Way. I hope that everyone saw our Twitter and doesn't just <laughs> think that we're.